Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. We tell you in just a couple of minutes what happened in the markets today. More importantly, we tell you it's going to be going forward using the VRA Investing System as our guide. And again, 10 out of 12 screens bullish in the VRA system, unchanged from May of 2019. We buy dips. We buy dips aggressively. And the markets love having a wall of worry. We didn't really have that for a while after uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. And the trade war is going to send the world into a depression. And then uh, inverted yield curve was going to send us into a recession. And then um, what else? Uh, let's see. Impeachment was going to uh, upend the markets and get Trump uh, out of office. And, of course, now the coronavirus, which was going to be a global pandemic and, uh, you know, caused the world to, to be fearful of zombie attacks or something like that. It's the China flu. China may have overreacted. That's a good thing, we think. We think that uh, the worst is behind us, and the markets are really telling us that, aren't they? Look, there is no better discounting mechanism on the planet than the world's financial markets. Chinese markets now have been higher by seven, for seven straight days. U.S. markets have uh, ripped and roared back to all-time highs again. We're looking at 4 to 5% gains uh, since the outbreak of the uh, coronavirus here just in the United States. And kind of a quiet day today, really led by uh, Chairman Powell's uh, 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 testimony before Congress. I'll tell you a little bit more of that in just a moment. And we also have some really interesting foundational things to look at in the market that continue to tell us much, much higher uh, stock prices are on the way. The Trump economic miracle is only in the early innings of kicking in. Another reason dips must be bought. Uh, Dow Jones today closed a half a point lower at uh, 29,276. S&P 500 closed at another new all-time high, up five points. Again, quiet day at 3,357. NASDAQ, new all-time high, up uh, 10 points at 96.38. And our leader, uh, Russell 2000, up, up just over a half a percent at 1677. Russell 2000 is still, what, 5% below all-time highs that's from August of 2018. We continue to like small caps. This market is broadening. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You know, you like to look under the hood. If you have a car, a problem with your car, just want to get a checkup, pull that hood up. Let's take a look below. Let's do that right now. Today, with, uh, again, kind of a quiet day, but not in the internals, better than two to one uh, advanced decline. Better than, much better than two to one up down volume. Really stunning numbers here, almost three to one. And, but the real kicker, and this is what tells us the market continues to broaden, which means more and more stocks are going higher, is new 52 week highs to lows. I mean, this is, in again, a very quiet day. Just listen to these numbers 594 companies on the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ, 594 stocks hit new 52-week highs to just 100 hitting new 52-week lows. Wall of worry move higher, right? We've got the wall of worry back in the coronavirus. Now the market's got something to be very fearful of. This is the propaganda that the smart money uses to, to, to keep people afraid and out of the, out of the markets. Uh, sites like Zero Hedge, all the perma bears you might see on social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc. Uh, watch CNBC. It's all day long, nonstop. Coronavirus. What does that tell you? It tells us the same thing that we saw from the trade war and impeachment and Russia, Russia, Russia. Again, if you do the opposite of what the mood is on CNBC, 
you are almost guaranteed to make a lot of money. If they're super bullish, you want to be bearish. If they're super bearish and concerned and fearful, you want to be buying till the cows come home. It's really a simple way to look at uh, investing philosophy, but sentiment is that powerful of an indicator, especially when you've got your mainstream media fake news propaganda uh, that really is controlling the, the sentiment and the way that people view the world and the markets. It's not hard to scare people these days. Unfortunately, uh, the real smart money knows that. Uh, today, uh, Jerome Powell spoke before Congress, and as we've been saying here for a very long while, interest rates are going to continue to go lower. It's not because the U.S. economy is weak. The U.S. economy is very strong. It's not because the global economy is weak. The global economy is really rebounding, even in the light of what's happening in China, which we see as nothing more than about a one-quarter hit. These viruses die off when it comes uh, springtime. But instead, there's so much money. This is a liquidity and a momentum-led bull market. That money's got to go somewhere, and, and it's been going into bonds, right? And because our rates are so much higher, international uh, fund flows are dominating the U.S. landscape, pushing U.S. yields down further and further, and it's not over. Uh, today, the 10-year did uh, did uh, have a setback today, but just a bit. The 10-year today closed at 1.59%. We still believe the 10-year is headed to 1%. Folks, maybe even lower than that. And um, again, there's just a lot of money out there. Again, liquidity and momentum-led bull market. At some point, uh, those funds will start coming out of the bond market and going back into the stock market, but there's so much money out there. Frankly, it's going into both. And uh, it's kind of a simple way of looking at it, but folks, we think simple simple works. Um, let's take a look here. What else we saw today? Again, Chinese markets up for seven straight days. Um, today, also looking under the hood, we really like the fact that the that tech and the semis continue to lead. Semiconductors today were up uh, 2%. They lead tech. This group has been red hot. The only really move here is to buy the dips in the semis, and uh, that, that's worked since the uh, December uh, capitulation lows of 2018. That, that, that's a repeating pattern that we like a great deal, continuing to flash major buy signals for the uh, U.S. markets. Look at the uh, sector watch today. Again, strength here under the hood. 8 of 11 S&P 500 sectors closing high on the day, led by real estate up 1.2%, energy up 1%. It's about time. Energy has been battered beyond belief. We'll tell you about more of that in just a moment. On the downside, again, nothing big here. Communication uh, down six-tenths of 1%. 8 of 11 sectors high on the day. Uh, co uh, commodity watch. Oil today finally closed higher. Uh, back to $50 a barrel, West Texas Intermediate. That's up about uh, uh, nine-tenths of 1%. But if you look at the technicals, we notice this today. This group is now oil and energy stocks are now as oversold as they were in the, uh, uh, the uh, December capitulation in 2018. Just almost exactly matching those oversold levels. What happened next? Oil screamed higher from 42 to 67 a barrel. It did that in four months, a move of some 60% or so. And we think we could see a similar move coming up right now. We like this group, oil, energy stocks. They've got to get back above the 200-day. That's not the case right now. 
But if you're a deep value investor, we like this group, especially now that everybody else has given up on it. It's a good trade in our view. And we really like the precious metals market had for a long time. First recommended gold at $375 an ounce, recommended silver below $5 an ounce. We believe this is a better time to buy gold and silver than it was in 2003 when we first recommended this group. Gold today was down a bit, down a half percent, closing at 1571. Silver down 16 cents an ounce at 1762. But real rates are negative. $14 trillion in negative rates around the globe. Central banks, it's all about currency inflation, folks. Currency inflation. This is exactly what Jay Powell talked about today. He didn't say they're going to cut rates, but folks, all you have to do is root between the lines. We now have a 58% chance of a, of a rate cut into July of this year. We think those odds will continue to rise. We look for two more rate cuts this year. Again, looking for the 10-year to eventually get to a 1% here in the U.S. Our favorite question today, if you watched any of Powell's testimony for Congress, our favorite question, not a close second, was a, a, a congressperson that asked the question that – has the Fed considered doing stress tests for the energy industry? In other words, in his words, if oil and gas drilling stops, uh, presumably because of the Green New Deal, if oil and gas drilling either stops or if they find all the oil and gas in the ground and these companies can't make debt payments, what kind of damage will that do to the economy? And has the Fed considered doing stress tests on energy stocks. Boy, you know, it's the, the Mensa level uh, of our Congress people continues to just blow us away here. <laughs> and and uh, never a dull moment on Wall Street. I guess it's, uh, it's a pretty, pretty bad joke, though. But, uh, folks, look, with that, uh, we will uh, make one more observation today. And that is that uh, even as, as I said a second ago, we like this group, Precious Metals and Miners. Yesterday... The miners were up, and this is GDX, were up six and a half times what gold was. Even with gold uh, closing slightly lower today, uh, the miners were up again today. We believe there are a number of reasons that this group should be bought, supply and demand being chief among them, but also the uh, earnings of these companies are starting to come out this week, and we think we're going to see some really big earnings, and believe it or not, increases to dividends. This group is cheap from any number of points of view. Folks, again, my name is Kip Harridge. We'd love to have you come join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.